what's up everybody welcome to another much about nothing podcast this is julio this is will and today we have a topic that we want to talk about that we both kind of came up with and decided to to talk about today um we're titling it my life forever changed so we're going to talk about things that momentous things in our lives or things pivotal moments in our lives that just change the trajectory of our lives forever basically yeah it's basically the things that kind of shaped who we are right now it's uh i think we all go through it right um i think we are finding an opportunity to kind of acknowledge those changes and um how it affect us but also um who we are because of it yeah because it's always good to like go back and reflect absolutely on like self-reflection is important yeah. and plus like when you say stuff out loud it kind of makes it real you oh, know yeah, what i'm saying like real. a lot of your memories they're just memories but then when you tell somebody about it you're like oh yeah like that really happened you know <laughs> so it lit it happened it lit you lived it right you know? so going into it uh i'll start it off my first one that i want to talk about is weight loss yeah Tell me more about, because I've I've gotten to know you in the past few years, uh-huh. and then you've been about the same size, right? Right, fairly, <laughs> fairly. give or take. Yeah, um, yeah. Tell me more about. Yeah, what's that? So, um, like before, I said I'm the youngest of seven, um, and obesity is just runs in my family. Um, it it always has, um, from when I can remember, um. Uh, Obviously, not all of my siblings were always, you know, overweight, but mm-hmm. um, we've all struggled with it at some point in, lo- in time. Um, okay. So growing up, I wasn't a, a big kid, like as a little kid, like all the way up until I was maybe like eight or nine. I was good. You know, like I was just like a normal, normal kid. I wasn't okay. too big, nothing too small. Um, weight was never an issue. And then I got into like my early teens, like 12, 13, mm-hmm. you know, like going into like yeah. middle school um, okay. type of situation. And at that point, I was considered obese. Like I was like wow. a, a obese kid. So I, um, I remember a, a pivotal point in my life is when... Um, I decided or it just started bothering me, you know, like when at that age you start thinking about girls. I mean, at least I did, you know, and um, do you remember what what overweight is? Um, I can't can't remember like my actual weight. Yeah. yeah. But what got me is like, which is the moment I'm I'm talking about is one night I was laying down and I could feel my stomach next to me like I was laying on my side. And it wasn't like it was weird. It was like I could feel myself laying down, but it just didn't yeah. feel like I guess I just became conscious of it over overnight, I guess, because okay. girls started, you know, like that started being a thing and you wanting to date and impress girls. And then I realized like, oh, I'm like fat, you know, and then wow. like I I remember feeling that feeling of like I can feel my stomach like on the bed and it really I don't know why I don't know it was just like I said it was like overnight I don't know why and then the next day I literally like my brother was he's eight years older than me Mm -hmm. he was playing football and I was just like man I don't want to be fat anymore like 
I'm done. And he has always struggled with weight issues himself. Okay. So at that time he was working out a lot and he was like getting in shape and he was like getting into running cross country. So it was like the perfect timing. And we had like a little weight bench at, at the house. And so I started working out and I just decided at that point that I was just tired of being overweight. I was just tired of being like an obese kid. So, which is crazy because when you think about it, 11, 12 years old, like uh, most kids don't care. You know, and I think for me, it was just I became conscious of a, a flaw. And okay. I realized that maybe now that I'm older, I realize that's a part of my personality. I like being well-rounded. I want to just be good in every aspect of my life. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was it. And then after that, man, I just kind of went and I never looked back. I just um, started working out with my brother. He was into football. He was into cross country. So I just tagged along with him. I was just like going to practice. Being, becoming more active. Right. Exactly. Because, okay. you know, I'm at his practices. I'm going to his games. I'm like watching him run cross country. So like it was just motivating every day. You just surround yourself with that. And it's like you just become motivated because you're a kid. So you're easily molded, you know, and yeah. easily influenced. So. um, So, yeah, uh, growing up, I got control of my weight. And by the time I was in high school, I was like serious, like I was weightlifting at the time i joined soccer in high school mm -hmm. so i had to actually cut weight because i had gained a lot of muscle mass because i was just working out a lot okay and uh my coach was like look man like you're good but you can't run like you're too big you got too much muscle on you you're gonna have to cut down so i remember at that time i was and i was short i mean i was like five foot okay. and i was weighing like 160 and I was wow. just like solid and I was doing a lot of weightlifting though okay. with my brother. And then he trained me. We got into, I got into soccer. I went down to like 120. <laughs> so I lost 40 pounds, uh, which is a lot of weight for now that I realized like as a kid, but I've always been able to put on weight very easily. So like, it wasn't hard for me to get to 160. Uh, but then I went down to 120 and then all through my high school years, I pretty much stayed at about 120 and I was like okay. super skinny, super, I wouldn't say super skinny, but I was in shape. Yeah. I could run forever. And it was just like, that's, I would have to say that was when I was in the best shape of my life. Doesn't mean that that was what I enjoyed. Cause I don't, now that I'm older, I really don't like being skinny. I like having some meat on me. Yeah. Um, but that just kind of molded me. And then after high school, I just kept the same habits. I'd wake up, I'd run, I'd go to yeah. the gym. And then the health, the eating thing started becoming I mean, a thing. Yeah. As long as I've known you, you've always been very health conscious. I right. mean, you, you know, you're not restricting yourself to the point that you don't enjoy life. Right. But you've always been relatively health conscious or you're trying new diets or cycling off something different. Right. Trying something different with your body. Um that's a product byproduct of your childhood you would say yeah i think so because i realized when you when you go through drastic changes like that when and you're young you realize what you're capable of so you start thinking or you start realizing that you can really put your body through a lot of shit that maybe if you didn't prove that to yourself already mm -hmm. you wouldn't think would be possible mm -hmm. so now like you say like i'm always trying new diets and like cycling on and off of stuff because I want to see what works for my body. And that's what a lot of people don't understand with weight loss or being healthy. It's like, it's not one size fits all. You got to figure out what diet works for you, what workout works for you. Like it's all by person by person. So 
for me, it was just I, I got lucky and had that experimental time at a young age. Okay. And then I got older. Eating healthy never came at, to me at a young age. Back then, it was just yeah, about becoming more active. Yeah. And, you know, you're young, so you can your body's burning through food anyway. So And everyone tells you that. You, oh, you're so lucky. You can eat whatever you right. want. <laughs> <laughs> right. But the thing is, is that I was obese because I wasn't doing anything. It wasn't that I was eating. It, it, it wasn't. I didn't lose weight because I ate better. Mm-hmm. I just lost weight because I just got up out the house and started doing stuff. Doing stuff. So and I was at such a young age that my metabolism just kept up with me. Okay. Then when I started getting older and my metabolism started slowing down, that's when the eating healthy came into play. And when I really started uh, trying to sculpt my body to look certain ways, that's when the eating became a thing. So weight loss was uh, a moment in my life that changed my life forever, because even now, you know, I prepare fit meals, Mm -hmm. you know, as a side hustle thing. And. I love helping people, you know, lose weight or even get in shape or gain weight if they have issues gaining weight. It's a passion of mine now. And it just it I can honestly say that it's been a huge part of my life deciding that one moment. And I'll never forget that night. It just changed me forever. And it was just so crazy how it was just that one night, that one moment. And I can't really pinpoint it. I can't say it was because of girls or that I wanted to impress a girl or it was just I was done. Like I just at a, even at a young age, I was like, I'm I don't want to be fat. Like you reached a breaking point that a lot of us as adults are trying to reach. Right. You reached it at a young age. And I think it's because I was the youngest of seven and I mm. seen my siblings struggle with weight issues. Yeah. And I just I've I always pride myself and they know this. I've always said like. I'm so appreciative of them because I've learned from their mistakes. Mm-hmm. There's been things that I've avoided all their mistakes. I didn't make because I'm one of those people that can watch you make a mistake and be like, all right, I'm not doing that. I don't have to like burn my hand on the stove per se to just experience it myself. I'm okay with somebody else doing it. So for me, it was like, I was watching my siblings go through life, struggling with weight and always talking about weight. And it's always a conversation, right? Like, I got four sisters, you know, and it's always like at that time they were younger, you know, maybe dating and they're always talking about like guys and they're always trying to look good and they're always trying to, you know, and it's always an issue. Weight's always an issue. I wish I was a little bit smaller or I wish I could fit into this dress. And I think just all of that over that span of time just accumulated on me. Okay. And then when I realized myself that I started struggling with weight, I think they just snapped. I was just like, all right, I'm not going to be that person. Like, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to grow up and I don't want to have the conversations that I see my siblings having, you know? Yeah, I get that. I get that. I think so. Mine is, I guess for me, it was opposite. Um, I, well, no, not really. Actually, to be honest with you, when I was younger, I was, I was a chubby kid. Like I assume that like, that's normal, right? You grow up and you kind of chubby. Yeah. I, I started losing weight when I got into high school and I dropped down to like 120 in high school. Okay. And I think throughout college, I'm not even sure if it's because I became more active or I was just, I don't know, but I dropped a ton of weight. I went from the chubby kid, but I also grew. So it kind of stretched out. So, I got so was taller. it just you getting older? I think it was just me getting older. Okay. And then in college, I was about, man, I was skinny in college. I was like 135, 
for majority of my college years. That's and so then crazy. towards the end, I just started breaking like 150 towards the end. <laughs> wow. And then maybe a year after I graduate, I started hitting 160. And then it just took off from there. <laughs> and yeah. I kept going. So I mean, I guess I got older, my metabolism my my, yeah. my metabolism slowed down. Yeah. And I was still eating the same way. Right. And I wasn't as active. I also right. lived in the city of Chicago where I walked around everywhere. And I have ah. friends that would literally tell you, like, they were like, Willie would walk like six miles. Like, I would just, <laughs> I mean, I would walk everywhere. Like, I didn't have a car. Yeah. I lived downtown Chicago. And then it's and like public transit. Over public transit. Good, right? Yeah. And I mean, there's times I didn't feel like waiting on the bus. And I would just walk two, three miles just to get to where I wanted to get to. So I walked a lot. So that all changed. Um, I put on tons of weight. And that's kind of what that's, I guess, that's where I am today. Today, I'm like looking at myself and I'm like, okay, I have to make a change. I do something different. Yeah. You know, I put on more weight than I'm, I've ever used to. Right. Um, and it's starting to take a toll on my health. And that's important. Your health is important. Making sure that I'm able to continue to do the things I enjoy with ease that's important and that's kind of like for me it's a drastic change and i'm at a point now that i'm starting to make those changes to say okay this is important i can't eat the same way right um i need to become a little more active or actually find time because that's the hard thing now i'm an adult and i'm trying to find time to become active go to the gym and i've never been a gym person i've just been into just doing yeah yeah so it's like squeezing in that little bit of time. That's the challenge now. Um, and that's what I'm going through. I'm trying to figure out like how in the world can I fit in some workouts? Right. How can I change? What ways can I change my diet? Um, I mean, you and I have talked, We've you talked to me tons, t- many times about like different diets I could try and workouts I could try. Yeah. But it's like, you know, getting to a point where I like yeah. stick to it. So, like, my drastic change was, like, deciding to lose weight and, like, become a fit person or, you know, just at least becoming an active person. I would say not fit, but, like, active. Yeah. Um, Because I'm as not as fit as I'd like to be just because I've taken a few months off the gym, which yeah. is the longest I've ever taken off the gym at one time in my adult life. But my drastic change was that. Your drastic change was one day waking up and realize that you had gained all this weight. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I had a picture of me and sitting on a couch and I looked at it, it was a side profile and I was like, holy oh, crap. Those are always like, like you got like I had the my arm is fat, you know, my stomach was sticking out, like I'm sticking out, but like I have a stomach and I'm yeah, just like yeah. I see my face, I see my neck, and I'm just like, Wow. Yeah. I put on weight. Yeah. And um, I mean I from there it kind of hit me. Um, because I, I guess I just, for some strange reason, unconsciously, I stopped taking pictures of myself. Uh, and when I go through like my social media and I go through like even Facebook and I see the, the period of time where I was taking and posting photos was probably when I was the most confident about myself. Right. Cause I was like, I, I was feeling myself. I was feeling good. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm posting when you, pictures. Yeah, when you feel good and you think you look good, it's like you want to capture those moments because you're like, 
Absolutely. You want to look back at those moments and be like, man, yeah, like that was right. a good, good time in my life. So I realized I wasn't doing that. I unconsciously right. was just not taking pictures of myself. And then one day I had a picture of myself and I was like, wow, like I'm big. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not the same guy from my, like from right. college. Um, and so from there, I've kind of yo-yoed a little bit. I mean, there was a point in time I lost 20, 30 pounds trying different diets, Herbalife, and all this other different things yeah. that's going on. Um, but it's kind of yo-yoed. And right. then for some reason, it's gone up and up and up. And I'm and that's something I'm working on today. You know, yeah. it's still a, it's still a, as an adult, it's like trying to get back to that point where right. it's my, one, I have a, my breaking point. Like, I have to do this, right? right? And then two, just finding time to be, you know, more active making better choices with my food right you know it's the small choices man it's like everybody i feel like what you're saying probably 90 percent of people that are not happy about their weight feel the same way mm -hmm. struggling with time mm -hmm. struggling with the decision making mm -hmm. the yo-yoing and then one day just waking up and realizing like oh my god i've put on all this weight and i think that's like a lot of people's experience and yeah. the, the you Nobody who's dealing with that should feel bad about the struggle. No. Because that struggle is a struggle that everybody shares that's in your situation. So Absolutely. I think I mean it's it's just the small decisions. You know, I've always told you yeah, this. Yeah. It's like even if you even if it's one meal a day that you change and you're mm -hmm. like, I'm gonna just eat one meal healthier today, like yeah. it's it's gonna make a difference. But Bro, I went from thinking like, okay, I need to go to the gym and kill it. Right. Right. To, right. I just want to go to the gym. Right. I don't care if I just walk on a treadmill. <laughs> yeah. I don't care if I walk yeah. around. A, I don't care if I go sit down on the massage chair that they got. Mm -hmm. At least I made it to the gym. Right. Because I feel like to me that would develop the habit of just going because that's the struggle. Right. Get up and just go to the gym. Right. And right. As that becomes a habit. 50 percent of the battle, man. Right. It, I'll. I'm sure I'm going to start working out. I'm going to be yeah. there and I'm be like, all right, can't sit on that massage right. chair every time. <laughs> so, right. Just the odds of you going. I mean, you're going to do yeah. this. And you're it's, it's do something. even then, it's just better than you not going, period. So, Absolutely. And the good thing is that, like, you got, a, I've told you this, you got a good body structure. You got big arms, you got big legs, like you're proportioned. You would be a beast. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I know that's not probably the style that you want to cuz you yeah. know I look at pictures of you before and you were slim and I could see kind of like where you would be if you lost weight. Yeah. So I understand that you wouldn't probably go for that, but if you decided to, like you would Child have like good proportions. Rock. Yeah, you'd have like good proportions. <laughs> I'm like, man, I wish I had like I got chicken legs. So like if I had your legs, I'd be like I'd be in there killing it. But um but no, yeah, man, I, I, I feel like head. Huh? I need to be able to turn my head around. Man. <laughs> you want to wipe your own butt? Right. I need to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need to be able to, you know, be a little flexible. Yeah. But yeah. So for me, yeah, that's been, I guess you could say one of, um, for me, like one of my life, life yeah. changes. So, or changes I'm actually going through right now. Right. It's an ongoing thing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, for me, uh, my second change that I want to talk about is divorce. My parents getting divorced. Divorce. So. And, you know, divorce is kind of one of those things where it's in a lot of people's life. Either people have gotten divorced or their parents have gotten divorced or they know somebody who's gotten a divorce. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, it's very common. But specifically for me, like when my parents got divorced, it really 
shaped my childhood because they got divorced when I was like five, like five or six. And, and you're the youngest of seven. And I'm the youngest of seven. So Wait, how, old, how old is your oldest? Uh, oldest I, mean, I mean, your oldest uh, sibling. Sibling. He's uh, tw- almost 20 years older than me. Wow. So in between us, there's 20 years. <laughs> so wow. imagine like now looking back at it, it was like I didn't get the time that my siblings got with my father. Mm-hmm. And my father passed when I was 12. So. I didn't really get a lot of time with him, period. But mm-hmm. and it they just got to see our parents together. Mm-hmm. Now, if they had a healthy relationship, that's a whole nother topic. But at least like they had that that um household thing to where both of your parents are in the same household. Yeah. So when I got when when my parents got divorced, my mom moved two states away. You know, she came here to Texas, she mm-hmm. came to Fort Worth. And my dad was in Kansas City. So it was a huge change for me. Mm. My mom literally had whatever money she had. She just drove until she didn't have any more money. And she ended up in Fort Worth. So talking about an eight and a half hour drive, you're talking about two states away. I mean, it was it really changed the entire scope of my life, obviously, because my parents were my my mom was a hard worker she was mm-hmm. she's always been a hard worker so now that she's she was with my stepdad and he was never like really involved as far as like trying to be my father or like replace okay. my father yeah which i appreciate but at the same time it was kind of like i just my mom was raising us like kind of like a single mother type of thing okay because he was not there like for disciplinary stuff or like wow. You know, sometimes he'd go to like stuff for school or whatever, but it was really just my mom. And then on top of that, like since she was kind of like a single mother, she was still working. So I hardly ever got to see my mom. And then I would go visit my dad in the summers and that dynamic was completely different. So divorce for a kid, at least in my experience, like it really messes with you mentally because sometimes you feel like your parents even subconsciously are almost making you pick a side. Mm. So it created this like tie or this struggle within myself. Like I feel like I should tell my dad that I love him. And I also feel like I should tell my mom that I love her. her. But it's like, I feel like they almost want to hear like, who do you love more type of thing? Or like, Oh, do you really want to go back with your dad? Or, oh, do you really want to go back to Texas with your mom? And it's like they're constantly asking you questions like that. And you're like, I don't know. Like, I want to be with both of y'all. But it's like, y'all not together. So, like, and as a kid, you don't know. You know, so for me, it. And then their relationship, even before they, you know, got divorced. Obviously, the reason why they got divorced, it wasn't a good relationship at the end. But it was very uh, tumultuous. It was a very uh, toxic relationship. And if y'all can hear uh, any background noise, we're standing or uh, we're sitting in front of a fireplace. A really nice fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> so if you hear like the wood or crackling in the back, it's the fireplace. It's not static. Um, anyway, it was um, it really shaped how I viewed. Now that I'm older, I realize that it really shaped how I viewed uh, women because. Really? Yeah, because my dad was. um towards the end he was like very abusive um 
emotionally and physically to my mom. Okay. Um, not to get into too much detail, but it was just not a good situation. So when you see your mom, you know, struggle with that, with uh, mental and emotional and physical abuse, it, it, for me, it created like this protective side or this protector thing mm -hmm. about me. So like, even now, like the women in my life, I always want to protect them, whether they're my okay. sisters or my okay. friends or whoever it is. It doesn't matter. Like if you're a woman and you're around me, I feel like accountable for you, you know? Mm -hmm. So I feel like for me, it, it was such a pivotal thing in my life because it kind of sculpted who I was as a man towards women. It changed my perspective of maybe I wouldn't have been so adamant about being righteous and being a good man if I just had normal parents that mm -hmm. like. I mean, maybe not. Maybe my dad would have been like, oh, you know, if I had like a dad like that, he would have been like, oh, like treat women good or whatever. These are the things you need to do. Right. But this kind of worked in the adverse way and it had an adverse effect where he was not good to my mom. Mm -hmm. And in turn, it made me want to be better for right. my mom. And like then that be the opposite of that. Right. Yeah. It made me want to be everything that he wasn't to her. And then it just kind of like stayed in my personality when I grew up. And then after that, it wasn't my mom. It was like. The girls that I dated. Then yeah. it was like when I got out of school, it was like the girls that I got was in serious relationships with. I was always like, you know, I was always just this righteous guy. I always wanted to be fair. I always wanted. So for me, the divorce thing, it was like it was hard. It was it was very mentally confusing for me. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, what I feel like I got out of it, it was like it was also a reason or it was it was also what created the product of one of my biggest personality um, traits, which I like about myself is that, you know, I am a protector and I am, uh, you know, I do cherish women and I, and I try to respect them as much as possible. So it, even though it was a bad thing, I feel like at the end of the day, like it is the reason for one of the best things about my personality. Really? Which is crazy. So, so they had a positive effect or outcome yeah on you. which is crazy because you can put two people through the same experience and they can have completely different outcomes right yeah I, so, absolutely i mean my parents divorced when i was three okay i was i was um fortunate enough that i i had a stepfather that that entered my life by the time i was six mm. and he's been there since i was six so I lucked out. I mean, I had a father, father, right. father figure right. for all my life. That's legit. Yeah. Um, and 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 it turned into. I mean, I think there was a moment in which I had to make that transition of like, he's not my father, he's my stepdad. <laughs> right, right. Or you know, but then I had to obviously learn the levels of respect for him as well. Yeah. And I think that some of that was internal because I was raised to respect my elders. Right. Internally, I was like, who's this guy? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But it wasn't, it was, It didn't take long because I'm just, I think that's just probably my personality, but it didn't take long for me to adapt to him. Um, I think divorce um, affects kids in multiple ways. Mm -hmm. I have friends who not necessarily are married and got divorced. But I do have friends who have children and they're not with their the the father or the mother of their child. And I think they found ways to hopefully, you know, impact their kid in a positive way. Right. To me, it seems like the more honest they are about their life and their situation, the more they find their kids 
understanding. Yeah. You know, as they grow up, they understand, they get it. Um, I think they've all fight for the opposite side to kind of create some sort of relationship if they can. Yeah. But a lot of people I know, they just they find opportunities to be straightforward and honest with their kids and allow their kids to hopefully grow and develop their own opinion um, and understanding of it. Was your was your mom honest with you with the whole situation? Like to once be, you got older? No, I am no, not in a way. Yes and no. I think you know our parents kind of grew up in an era of secrets. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, this stays in the family. No one tells, talks about right. this. Right. No one talks about that. And then they also made it upon themselves to protect their children by not disclosing certain information. Right. Or thinking they're protecting it. Or thinking. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And in my situation, there's a lot of things I learned about just recently. Wow. I mean, not so much. It was was more so how everything kind of went down in detail, you know, like knowing certain certain actions were taken and how um, my mom was treated in detail versus like he didn't treat me right, honey. You know, it was like, right, you know, right. like what this, exactly this, did this? Yeah. And I was like, what did you wh- when you found out? Did you think to yourself, like, why did you was that information that you wanted to know? Like, was it information that when you got it, you were like, oh, like, I didn't realize I wanted to hear that. Or was it like at the end of the day, you were like, eh, I really don't like, you know what I'm saying? Because why wouldn't you have seeked out that information prior? Um. I don't know. To be honest with you, I didn't, I guess maybe I was selfish a little bit growing up because I was just thinking about my relationship mm. and how it all affect me and not necessarily how it may affect my mom. Right. But then again, our parents put on such a tough exterior that the moments that I see vulnerability in my mom, that's when I start to care. I'm like, hey, what's going on? What's wrong? Right. But for the most part, as uh, for the single um black mother she was strong yeah and she wanted to make sure that that came across very clear yeah so i think most of my life it was all about my relationship what does that look like and how does it affect me Mm. Uh, but now recently i'm seeing like my mom's being coming i mean it's like she's like we're like she's my friend you know we're like talking more and more and and I'm asking more questions about her life um, just because I'm curious now. And she's telling me more details about things that happened. And I'm just like a little shocked. Um, but I understand now where maybe some of her frustration came from, some of the anger, um, you know, that she embodied. But I know she always made a point not to put that on me. Yeah. She yeah. She, she went through a lot that just frustrated him and pissed her off. Yeah. But she didn't show it or she didn't, she tried not to give me that same energy. Yeah. And she wanted me to have a separate energy and relationship. So, um, I guess to kick off my, my second one is our drastic changes are the things that shaped me is moving to be honest. Okay. Um, and we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier about comfort zones mm-hmm. and being from Chicago. I have tons of family who had never left Chicago. 
Okay. I mean, they, they just won't leave. And I left Chicago. I moved to Phoenix. I was scared. I didn't know what to expect. I literally packed up my, I had a three series BMW and I packed what I own in it. And I drove to Phoenix 24 hours and I didn't know what to expect. I just knew I was going to experience something different. And then after spending time in Phoenix and now moving to Dallas, moving to Dallas was rough. It was hard because I was very comfortable in Phoenix. I already had left a, a comfort zone and created a new one. Right. So it was like, why am I going to leave? Right. And go into an area I've never been um, unfamiliar with. And I was I was really concerned, man. I was really concerned. I was like nervous about my career and what direction my life was going to go into. Yeah. I knew I was currently at a company and I've been there for seven, eight years and I felt stuck. Um, but all I knew is that the direction I wanted to take my career, I had a better chance here. Mm. Now, so it was like more a career like? move for you. It was more of a career move. Um, but actually it was like more of a, like a, it was kind of like what we talked about with the whole artist and never became, it was like, this was necessary for my soul. Uh, right. Uh, it was like, a, it, 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 even though it seemed calculated emotionally, it was like a leap of faith kind of thing. Absolutely. It was a complete leap of faith. Cause I didn't, cause I still transfer here with this, with the same company, with the same job. Right. Right. Pretty and safe. I could have, I mean, and it was, it was pretty safe in that aspect. But I could have very well just stayed there and kept continuing doing what I was doing right. and not right. really progressed or just got felt like, oh, no, I'm not, I don't like this place. I'm going to move back. That's always been fascinating to me. People that move um, with their job and they just move because they either just and they'll say it like, oh, I just needed to change. Or yeah. like you said, like it just was, you know, I felt like I needed to move. That's yeah. like such a brave thing to do to me. I'm like, dude, that's crazy. It 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 has definitely been a blessing. Yeah. I will say that it, it was a true it's to me for me it was it's kind of like a true testimony right I literally moved from Phoenix to Dallas with the same job but since I've been in Dallas my life has elevated tremendously man and in the three four years four years now going on four yeah I believe it's about about to be four years now my life and my career has skyrocketed your career like, for sure like absolutely that's crazy absolutely. you're in your field now like yeah. that's crazy yeah i remember watching it was uh i think it was something someone posted a little snippet on instagram of steve harvey he was talking about comfort zones and and finding success when you get outside of your yeah. comfort zone yeah and when i came here i was like it, he talked about that leap of faith and i literally came here just like okay let's see how it goes and Granted, my career, I was I stayed in the same career for about the first few years, couple of years, and then that changed, and I had an opportunity to really leap into the career I want that I'm in now. Yeah, and my salary has tripled, my opportunity has tripled, and my work life balance is amazing. So yeah. it's it's a true testament that like sometimes you do, yeah, I mean. Comfort zones is real. Yeah. Comfort zones is not it's, just career. Yeah. It's in, in a lot of things. It's scary because you you don't realize how comfortable you are until somebody gives you the opportunity to get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Because you could have easily been like, like you said, you could have just stayed in Phoenix. Yeah. What if somebody was like, I'll, I'll, you got an opportunity to move to Dallas, but 
I can't guarantee that you're going to have success. That's just up to you. Right. And that's the beautiful thing is that like now maybe and you, you know, maybe you could answer this or not, but um, maybe what it's done getting outside of your comfort zone, it's given you this whole other toolbox of skills now because you have the confidence. Yeah. You've proved to yourself that you can push yourself outside of your comfort zone and find success. And it's like, to anybody who's struggling with that or to anybody who has that opportunity and something in their gut tells them to move yeah, and take that leap of faith, like that's awesome that they can hear your story and be like, man, like here's a yeah. person that had the opportunity to just stay where he was at and no real reason to move. And, and it was, I absolutely had no reason. It wasn't like things weren't going well. Yeah. I actually was, I was in the process of potentially buying my first property, my first house. Mm-hmm. Like I was setting about to set roots there and that was it. You know, it wasn't, and I, I mean, I had a good job. I had like, my life was great. I was, Phoenix was cool. Yeah. Four hour drive to Vegas, five hour drive right, to California. Right. Good weather. I was good. Good weather outside of the summer. Yeah. But I was in a good, good place. Um, And coming here, it just was like, all right, like, like, let's see how it goes. Let's, Try something different. And I mean, you're Man. talking about, I mean, I don't, I'm leaving what the friends I've created. Right. Um, the relationships I've created. I'm like just starting over. Yeah. And How saying, scary okay, is that? let's do this. Let's and make that, this happen. That, my friend, is the epitome of a comfort zone. Oh, yeah. Friends, family. Yeah. You had your parents there. Yeah. You had people to fall back on just in case you went yeah. on hard times. A, you know, then you moved to a state where you ain't got nobody. No one. If you mess up, if you lose your job, it's just it's you. It's just me. That's crazy. I couldn't go back to some like a friend's house or nothing. Like I couldn't. No. But you've done it. You've, yeah. you've gone through a time where you didn't have a job. Yeah. And it's like you've proved to yourself that yeah. it's like. Now it's kind of like you're battle tested, you know. Now it's like you oh, walk yeah. around with the confidence of like, I've been through it. Oh yeah, I've gone through it. Like I, I made my way. I made my path through the fire. Like this yeah. is, this is real now. Like you're kind of. It gives you, to me, it would give me like an unstoppable feeling. Yeah. Like a feeling of like, I mean, it's I gonna guess, be hard to stop me. I guess that yeah, that's another drastic change. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I, I guess um, quick, real quick. So, yeah, I was working at this company, A, um, and I I was in a position where I was absolutely comfortable and I was forced to be uncomfortable. I was let go. So it put me in a position where I was like, wow, what am I going to do? Like, I've been here for eight years. That's crazy. And to get let go and have to really just figure it out. Granted, I did do some some kind of prep work beforehand. Um, the previous years before I went back to school to kind of kind of continue education on the things I wanted to do yeah. because I knew I wanted to make a career change. I just wasn't sure when. But, yeah, I mean, you're talking about for almost a year, like going from making a decent salary to like $10 an hour. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. And then the manager hitting you up and saying like, Hey, I'm gonna give you $11, you know? Uh, (laughs) And not to say that anything's wrong with that because I actually had tons of colleagues who were very, very happy with what they were, where they were, what they were doing. It was just a drastic change for me because I I mean, my salary has cut in 
like tremendously. Yeah. But it was definitely humbling. And it, the thing about it is that I I did it. You know what I'm saying? My pride didn't get in the way and say, I right. can't take a job that's exactly. only paying me $10. Like, I was like, okay, I got bills. Right. And I had a 401k. I had a few things that definitely helped me. But it was like, okay, I got to get this $10 an hour job. Yeah. Okay. And then even after that, and it was only part time. And then I, and I couldn't get full time. So I went and got another full like. Ten dollar an hour job. Yeah, you made it and work. I man. made it work, and I took about one month to work on my portfolio and kind of gear myself up to start applying for the job I really want or the career I really want. Um, and then after that, I started working these little odd jobs and just being persistent with it. I end up landing a job that's got me into the career I'm in now. I mean, it's man. Getting out of that comfort zone, you know what I'm saying? It's the key, brother. Whether you're being... At least for you, it was the key. Absolutely. I mean, because battle-tested, like I said, bro, you're battle-tested. I mean, like you said, you didn't let your ego, you didn't let your pride get in the way. You walked through the fire. You were like, I'm going to do what I have to do to get in my industry. And I remember, bro, when you were going through it and you were like, I'm ready to just give up and just get back into like the same industry I was in. Right, I was like, I'm and still I going remember, back to the same industry. Yeah, I remember telling you like, wait it out, bro. Like you're so <laughs> close, like, but you were struggling, man. And, and it was, you know, it was cool yeah. to see that you go through the fire because it's like, I understood that you had to do it on your own. You know, I understood yeah. that you were, it was going to be something that was going to, like we said, change you forever. And now- yeah. Look at you, man. You're climbing. We both climbing. <laughs> yeah. We both climbing, both man. Climbing. So. All right, man. Well, I yeah, think that was good. That was good. Wrap it up. Thanks, everyone, for listening to for our sure. couple of our heartfelt stories. Um, Hope you guys relate to some of it, you know. Yeah. Um, again, you know, it's not scripted or anything like that. We just kind of like sit here and talk. Yeah. So. Hopefully you, it, it, out. it resonates with something in there and you guys enjoyed it. And like I said, we love the feedback. Keep it coming. Absolutely. If you guys have any topics or anything you want us to talk about, we're here. But until next time. As always, brother. It's been good. <laughs> <laughs>